Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. There are specific things that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in flesh, tells his people in this chapter. It says, you need to do something. You need to do something. If you need to get something, you need to do something. And the doing part that the Lord says here is, ask, Seek and knock. That may sound very simple and very familiar to you, but there are different types of asking, different types of seeking, different types of knocking. There is strength in knocking. There is strength in asking, there is strength in seeking. How long do you ask? How long do you knock? How long do you seek? How long do you ask? How long do you knock? And how long do you seek? The answer to the question is in the same scripture. We've seen this before, but the Spirit of God is bringing to us again. And there's a reason for that. God sees that there's a reason for that. And hence, God is bringing the scripture again. And the principles again to take us a little further into the truth that the Spirit of God has for us so that we can get a grasp, a good grasp, a better grasp of this truth in order to get the results that we should get according to the will of the Father in heaven. So God says, ask how long? The answer to that is, it shall be given to you. If you haven't gotten it, you need to ask, until when? Until it's given to you. In which realm? in the earthly realm. You ask the Father in heaven, who is in the heavenly realm, until you get it in the earthly realm, you ask. With what knowledge? The knowledge is, when I ask, it shall be given to me. What else? With no doubt in your heart. What else? With no plan B. Anytime we have a plan B, it is a clear sign that we are double-minded people. We are wavering. Because we're not sure whether we're going to get it or not, we have a backup plan. People who have a backup plan, they ask God for something and they have a backup plan. They really don't have faith in God. When I say faith in God, they can have faith in God and other things, but in particular, what they're asking for, they don't have faith in that because their faith is kind of shaky in that matter. Now, they can believe God for other things, but when it comes to certain things, they have a backup plan. Or they can believe for others, but when it comes to their own matters, they don't have that faith that they need to have. So God is speaking this morning. He says, Ask. Ask without wavering. Ask without doubting. Ask knowing that when you ask God, He will give that which you're asking from Him. Now, we also should know if you ask God for something that is not good for you, He's not going to give it to you because He loves you. 
If you ask God for something that is good for you, then He will give it to you. Anything that is good for you will be glorifying to God. And so, when it's God-glorifying, and it works out for your good, God will give it to you as a good father, a good parent, what is good for their children, and that which will not bring shame to their name, they will give it to them. The child comes and says, give me a knife. The parent is not going to give to the child. He does not know how to handle it. And they know that they can get hurt and they can hurt others. They're not going to give it. Not because the knife itself is bad, because the child is not capable at this point during this season of the child's life to know how to use the knife. You don't give a knife to a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old or even a five-year-old or even a six-year-old or a seven-year-old. And the child is capable of using that knife to cut vegetables. And little by little, you teach them when they are capable of responsibly using the knife. So, God waits for that maturity also. Certain things that God gives prematurely, it can take a person to help because the person who gets it, they won't know how to handle it. They can get too proud. They can focus on the object and completely go away from the giver of life. There are times when God will delay. There are also times when God will cause the person to persevere so that they may grow in endurance. The faith can grow. God will see what to do in order to develop the character of his people. But the bottom line is asking God knowing that he answers is important for us to know and for us to keep in mind every time we pray we should ask him in faith and we should not waver we should not bring in doubts we should not entertain thoughts of unbelief words of unbelief every time the children of Israel expressed unbelief in God they had a setback always understand this every time you express unbelief negative things you know, don't think that anything that you say negative think negative do negative act negative will just somehow be blown away by the wind once you flip to the positive mode. It doesn't work that way. Once you flip to the positive mode, it's good for you, but every time you think negative, act negative, speak negative, what you do to yourself is you not only delay your blessings, but you take a few steps backwards. And then what will happen, just like the children of Israel, they had to retrace their steps and they need, needed to move forward in order to go to Canaan. It became longer and longer and longer. The journey became prolonged, not because of God, but because of the people of Israel who did not believe in the Word of God. So God is speaking... Um, to his people this morning that every time you express discontentment, every time you express unbelief, every time you express complaining and murmuring you delay your blessing you not only don't get it you delay the process and also you put yourself a couple of steps backwards when it comes to asking God, a double-minded person, the Bible says in the book of James, 
God's best, which was worse. They will not receive anything from God. That means whatever he's asking from God, he will definitely not get it. So, switching from positive to negative and negative to positive and positive to negative, negative to positive, will keep a believer in a nowhere land where they'll be just circling and circling and circling, getting frustrated because they're frustrating God and frustrating themselves. Every believer must know that when we come to God, we must believe that he can hear well, he can see well, and he can do mighty things. The hand of the Lord is not shortened that it cannot save. His ears are not dull to the cries of his people, says God's word. So it's important for every believer to know that every time I go to God, I must go with faith. Once I ask him for something, I must believe that he heard me. And until I see it in the natural realm, I must believe that he hears me and he answers me. And I continue to persevere. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Before you see it, you believe it. And because you believe it, you act upon it. And because you act upon it, you receive it. And because of the expression of faith God is pleased to give you, you obtain a good report from God. That's what God's word says. So the whole asking, seeking, and knocking shows the strength of the character of a person in faith. And when you knock, if your hands are too weak, you really can't knock hard enough if you really can't knock hard enough there are certain times your knock won't be heard at all in order for you to be able to have fervent effectual prayer you need to have faith. In order for you to have the faith that can move mountains, you need to know God. Knowing God is not just knowing a bunch of scriptures. But really knowing God through His Word, that means having that relationship with God, that you know Him through His Word. Not just knowing a bunch of scriptures, but you really know Him. That means through His Word, you're walking with Him. That means you're really a doer of His Word because you really have faith in Him. When you have a living walk with God, when you ask God for something, He will receive. Your knock will have that strength of God. The door shall be opened. You will have the vision of God to be able to seek and find. To be able to really see clearly. To be able to find that which is missing. To be able to go after that which is lost and recover it. To be able to attain the results that God wants us to reach attain through his word and by prayer so as we read the scripture I just want to drive home this point that the Holy Spirit wants me to into the hearts of every single one 
that every person who acts in faith without wavering according to God's will will receive. Every person who speaks without giving up will find. And every person who knocks without giving up will have the door open. Because this is heaven's principle. Every single person who asks will receive. Every single person who speaks will find. Every single person who knocks the door shall be opened. Again, how will they receive? When they ask without wavering, without complaining, minus unbelief. When you speak, knowing that you'll find, that means it's there. I know it's there. And that's why I'm seeking until I get it. That's what faith is. Faith is not... I know it's somewhere there, but I don't know where, where it is. Maybe it's not there. You seek for some time and then you give up because you get tired and frustrated and that just shows that your strength is too small. Character is too weak. Christian character is too weak. Your inner man is really weak. Well, when you persevere, that means you seek even if you're not able to find, you know that it is there. It is there. How do you know it's there? Because God says that when you seek, you will find it. That means when you persevere, when you continue to seek God, then you will find whatever you lost. You will recover your loved ones. You will recover your loved ones you've lost all those who are not in the path of God they are away from God they are all lost but it's only those who persevere and have the faith that they will recover are the ones who will recover which means only those people who have faith not doubting but truly having faith that God said I will recover. God said I will find if I speak. So I'm going to speak. Now, there's a principle that's embedded in the scripture which the Holy Spirit wants to uncover, which is what do you seek? Do you seek after that which is lost? Or do you seek after the one who can bring to light that which is lost and bring it to your hand. What do you do? I would choose the first method, which is the smartest thing to do, which is, my vision is dull. I really can't see, but I can use the one who can see, the all-seeing one. My knowledge is limited, but I can use the one who is the all-knowing one. What do I do? As we sing the song that the Lord gave me. Lord, be my sight. Be my light. I'm not going to seek using my vision. I'm not going to seek using my knowledge. But I'm going to seek God and have Him see for me. I'm going to seek God and have Him be my light. I'm going to seek God so that He can make the impossible possible. Now I'm seeking for that matter until I recover or I find or until it's given to me by him that which I've lost that which I need to find may God speak to your heart this morning and help you to understand what the spirit of God wants to 
revealed and is conveying this money. Pride is the number one enemy of any blessing that anyone can ever get. How deep people will not get any blessing from God. I want to repeat. Proud people will not receive any blessing from God. On the contrary, then whatever needs to come to them will be taken away from them because God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So if we want to truly seek the Lord in order to recover a loved one, number one thing that is required when we go into the presence of God before God and man is wearing the garment of humility that humility is not there then we cannot go to God and I've said this before I want to say this again as the Holy Spirit wants me to humility and faith go hand in hand a proud person cannot have God kind of faith. He can have arrogance. Trust in himself. Or arrogantly quote some scriptures. And that's not God kind of faith. God kind of faith is a confident faith. With tremendous humility. Fully knowing that. We cannot do anything and we need Him. And with the confidence that He can do everything. It's a beautiful. Very beautiful combination. Where the God kind of faith will have that confident faith in God. Avoid us self-confidence, reliance on self. That means you really come to a place of understanding and total awareness, total awareness that apart from Him, I can do nothing. Only such people will receive from God. The pride has to be removed Pride has to become non-existent. I want to repeat that. Pride has to become non-existent in the lives of those who are seeking God for any blessing. Very important. Very important. If you want God to be your sight, if you want God to be your light, and the full awareness that you're blind, full awareness that you have no wisdom has to come to you. You say, Lord, I am blind. I am foolish. I don't have anything. I cannot take a step by myself. I need you. I want you to be my sight. I want you to be my light. I want you to be my wisdom. I want you to be my strength. Apart from you, I can do nothing. It's not simply saying, Lord, without you, I can not do anything and then go about your day with pride and arrogance, self-reliance, and that's not going to get anything from God. Because when we say, Lord, apart from you, I can do nothing. Lord, I have no wisdom apart from you. Lord, I don't have anything. When we say that, God will also see if our words match our action throughout the day. When you talk with people, when you interact with your family members, how are you? God will see. Whatever you said in your prayer closet, whatever you said before God, 
Is it really true? Or are you like Peter? And God said, Peter, you're going to deny me. And Peter said, oh, no, 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 no. I will not. I will not. We call those clouds without water, those words. Are like clouds without water. I mean, to make a statement, proudly make a statement, falsely assessing at yourself. That's what happened to Peter. He just fell flat on his face. And because he said, I can do it. I'm not going to deny you. Basically, he said, Jesus, you're wrong. You really don't know me well. And by the way, my faith is really strong. God knows everything. Anytime a correction comes, anytime a direction comes from God, through the Spirit of God, we have to have the humility to listen and follow. Otherwise, we look at the Lord and we say, Well, you don't know me, Lord, and uh, I have a better plan. I know better than you. You don't know everything. You know how I read and you don't know how I pray and you don't know how my faith is. And you think that I'm proud, but I'm not proud. You think that I have unbelief? No, I have a lot of faith. And you're wrong, Lord. You really don't know. That's exactly what we tell the Holy Spirit. Pride will do that. It will make a person blind to their own spiritual state. Pride will cause a person to be blind to their own spiritual state. That's when a false estimation, a false assessment, a false evaluation, a false value of one's own self will be given by self. What will happen? That will cause them to fall very easily, very quickly. It's important to take heed. Know that if God has to be my sight, if God has to be my light, then I have to come to a place Understanding. It's not just saying, oh, I need God's help, so I'm just going to say, Lord, I have no wisdom. I need God's help, so I'm just going to say, Lord, I have no direction. I need God's help, so I'm just going to say these things so that he hears me humble and so he will lead me. No. You have to really come to an understanding, true understanding deep within yourself that without God, I cannot breathe another breath. I cannot take another breath. Without God, I cannot utter another word. Without God, I cannot even move my finger. Without God, I cannot think. Without God, we can't do anything. It is the grace of God if you're driving on the road. It is the grace of God that you're not getting a stroke while you're driving and you're not crashing your car. It is the grace of God when you're driving you're not getting seizures you're making it safely to your destination it's the grace of God that your memory is there that you're not pressing the wrong pedal it's the grace of God that you're able to have the coordination to be even able to turn or look into the mirror when you have to switch lanes it's the grace of God how many people how many people suddenly the brain fails suddenly their heart stops Suddenly, they're not able to coordinate the members of their body. Suddenly, so much happens. You sit down and you're not able to get up. One pull is enough. One muscle. One nerve. Just a few cells multiply extra. It's over the grace of God, yet how proud human beings are, especially believers take pride in their spiritual life, take pride in their Bible knowledge, 
take pride in their so-called holiness. Take pride. We have nothing to boast of except in what God has done for us, graciously done for us. And every second of the day, we have to say, Lord, it's by your grace. It's by your grace I stand. It's by your grace I stand. It's by your grace I pray. It's by your grace I read. It's by your grace I'm making the right choices. It's by your grace, Lord, I'm able to testify. It's by your grace I'm able to live as a testimony. It's by your grace I'm able to be humble if you are. It's by your grace I'm able to live holy. It's God working through me. It's by your grace I'm able to listen to you. Lord, it's by your grace that I'm standing. It's by your grace. A true understanding of who we are has to come. If you want to take another step forward, true understanding of who we are in order for us to move forward, must be there. Total reliance of total reliance on God has to come if we want God to answer our prayers. God is speaking to our hearts this morning. Jesus says this year, who are those who will get what God has for them? Who? Those who belong to the family of God. Those who belong to the family of God. Jesus Christ says that here. If a child asks the father, what will the father do? He's bringing the father and child's relationship here. God saw beautifully he spells everything out so that we can understand that relationship. The child comes and asks the father what faith that the father will give. And because the child belongs to the father, the father gives and he gives the best. Not anything. He gives the best. And Jesus said, This is how your heavenly Father is. Much more than this. To his own. To his own. There's this ownership. Love relationship. Bond. Family bond father-child relationship that must be maintained in order for God to do anything for us because he gives to his children the best not anything but the best our God is a God who finds pleasure in giving the best for his own children just like any parent except he's a perfect parent and he can do all things he's perfect in love he's a perfect father how is our relationship with him do we have a healthy relationship with God do we have a healthy relationship with God the Bible says all those who name the name of Christ should depart from iniquity and all those who walk in the spirit they are the children of God and not because I just raised my hand and said Lord Jesus come into my heart one day and because of that I am his child no I am his child because I abide in him and he abides in me. I am his child because I am walking in him. I am his child. Not everyone who brings a piece of paper and says, 
What? I'm the child of paper shows. No. You need to truly belong to the father. You need to truly be the child. You need to carry the father in you. Only then you belong to your father. The only way we can say that we belong to God is not because we have a certificate somewhere or raised a hand somewhere or just said some prayer someday or sporadically read the Bible now because we have the Father in us. They that are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, that means those who follow Him. All those who believe in Him, He gives them the right to become the children of God. It's a right. Something that you earn. Even though salvation is a gift from God, the gift is based on who will qualify to receive that gift. The right to become the sons of God comes from a person's faith in God and that faith without works is death. Always remember. Faith is not saying simply I believe. Faith is showing that you believe. That's what faith is. You show by your work and you earn it. Always remember. You show by your work and you earn it. That's when you get the right to become the child of God. You look at the book of Revelation, you'll see many scriptures that only those who walk with God who do the will of God will be given the right to eat the fruit of the tree of life will be given the right to enter into the city you have to earn that right that comes from Christ in you and you in him where he empowers you by you simply doing what he has called you to do that means when he says turn right, you turn right. Turn left, you turn left. Go straight, you go straight. Who can do that? A person who completely comes to a place of understanding that, you know what? If he says right and I go left, I'm going to be dead. I don't have the wisdom. And I need him to become my wisdom. That means when he says go right I go right when he says go left I go left when he says go straight I go straight that's where the scripture is says don't rely on your own understanding take meaning only when you come to a place of understanding a real understanding of who you are really come to a place of total reliance on God and the total reliance on God will only come when you've really come to an understanding that you cannot do anything apart from Him which is the truth but in order for to come to that place of understanding you need to come to a place where the pride is completely gone Many people in the, even the thought that they could be wrong or just cause them to completely lose it. They cannot admit that they're wrong. They cannot look like they made a mistake in front of someone else. They cannot even admit that they don't have the capacity to do certain things. Do you know when God can really take over a person's heart, hand, mind and everything? When they come to a place of total surrender, which is to say, Lord, my hands, feet, mind, heart, everything. It cannot function apart from you moving it moment by moment 
This is not just a confession, but an understanding has to come, and I really pray that the Spirit of God will give you that understanding this morning. To truly understand that apart from me, you can do nothing. It's a very deep verse. We've said it many times, we've read it many times, we've even memorized it. But it means nothing to you if you still have pride in your life. And don't you think that you can get anything from God. As long as the pride is there, God will make sure you don't get anything because that's your number one enemy that will take you to hell. He loves you enough to not give you that which will take you to hell. God will say, I want to see you first. Put away the pride. Because the pride is like a noose around your neck that you put around your neck yourself to kill yourself. God says, I'm not going to let that happen. Spiritually, you want to live. You need to take the scissors and cut that cord completely out. Cut it out. Remove it from your life. You can do it. Through Christ has strengthened you. When you come to a place of total surrender and say, Father, I truly cannot do anything apart from you. You know, for some people, what others think. I think they think of me this way. I think they think of me that way. I think they think of Nobody would have even thought anything. But so much room they give to Lucifer. Lucifer has a fear there. He laughed and laughed and laughed. He said, I don't even have to do anything in the real world. I can just bring these thoughts in this person will sit and ruin their day just because of all the thoughts that I bring to them. Hey, I don't have a hard battle with this person. No. May God help us. A person full of himself or herself cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven. I want to repeat it two more times the Holy Spirit wants to do. A person who is full of himself or herself cannot and will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. One more time. A person, no matter how long he or she is a Christian, how many Chapters or books in the Bible, they might have memorized and take pride in that. No matter how many sermons they would have delivered or how many souls they claim to have brought to the Lord. How much donation they gave or how much tithes and offerings they gave and how many poor people they helped. If it is not done solely unto the Lord, self is there. A person will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. They will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. God is speaking to us today. Self has to be put to Anytime you think, oh, that person doesn't like me, I think that person has something against me. Know that. You are a person was full of self. Anytime you entertain the thoughts from Lucifer saying that I think they like this person more than me or my father is like this and he likes my brother more than me or my mother likes my sister more than me or my boss likes this employee more than me Whatever it is, if you let your world revolve around you, self is very active in you. Know that for sure. The path of the cross is the first step is to deny yourself. Then you will have the strength to pick up your cross and follow Jesus. 
Without self-denial, you cannot pick up yourself. You won't have any strength because self will drain you completely. Self will not let you follow Jesus because you're following Lucifer. Lucifer is full of himself. God is speaking to his people this morning. One thing you must do if you've not done, well, done it already is really focus, focus on destroying self and pride. Those are your number one enemies. They take you down to the depth of hell. They make you lose everything that you ever gained. Important. In order for you to be eligible to receive that which you can ask, in order for you to really have that unwavering faith, in order for you to have the strength to knock effectively and have God seek and find for you by you seeking Him, you must have humility, void of self. That means. The motive has to be pure. You need to have humility that will bring in God kind of faith. That will move mountains. Shall we close our eyes and let you love? Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning, Lord. Thank you for your word that you gave to your people. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Father, you bear witness that I didn't come this morning thinking or hoping that you were going to speak. I came here because you wanted me to. And as I came, you gave the word. All I knew that you want me to pray. She had a plan. Knowing the need that your people have. Out of your abundant love, abundant love, you speak, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing this congregation here. As we're so privileged to hear from you every single time so that they can be strengthened by God Almighty in the inner man. So that they can be in the straight and narrow path so that they can truly inherit eternal life and all things God has along with eternal life that Father God wants to give to his people. I pray may your people take this word seriously. And I speak a blessing upon the people. Let no one ponder that which you have for them. Let no one throw away that which you have given to them. Let no one push aside that which you are offering to them. Father, pray that you strengthen your people with the strength of the Almighty God. Become their only strength. May they rely on you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And experience, may they experience supernatural power. May they experience supernatural miracles. Bless your people, Father. Bless your people, Father. Whomever the Lord loves, He chastens them and He corrects them. Thank you for your love that you have for this house of God. 
that you know each and every single one. Lord, that you see their needs. You alone see their day, Lord. You alone see what happens in their homes and what happens in their workplaces and what happens when they are by themselves. You alone know all things, Father. And the one who sees all things and knows all things, you come and you speak. At your set time. Lord, to help your people. Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God, through this truth of God that you've spoken, strengthen your people, Lord. Cause your people to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Cause your people, Father, to put away everything that needs to be put away. Cause your people, Father, to be people who will ask and receive, seek and find, knock and have doors opened. With this blessing, I bless your people with. May the day be a day of thanksgiving to you. May the day be a day of drawing nearer to the King. May this day be a day of a greater understanding of the great need that they have for you. That they may rely on you and on you alone. I pray, Father, give them a greater understanding. Oh, Lord, how vain it is to rely on the arm of flesh, including their own self, including uh, whatever they lean on. When they know that leaning on the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ, the only stable ground. Bless your people with this blessing, Father. That you alone can bless them with. That every trace of pride, every hint of pride, every bit of stuff, all that is remaining, that looks so ugly, that brings about a stench in the kingdom of God, that is keeping them from moving forward and growing in the ways of the living God. May all those be removed, Father, that your people may grow in the light of Christ, in the presence of God, as little children, with faith and with humility, eager to learn. For you said, Lord Jesus, for such is the kingdom of heaven. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. To Jesus.